Welcome to the Success Ascent. My name is Pat Mancuso. I'm the creator and host of our show. Today we welcome Karen Briscoe. Karen is an entrepreneur, business owner, mother, wife, and also an author of three books. Karen's going to share with us today the success in five minutes, her five minute to success strategy. She also talks about the energy is the currency of our high performance. Karen does a great job. I know you're going to enjoy the show. So welcome to The Ascent. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Success Ascent. My name is Pat Mancuso. I'm the creator of our podcast, and I am so excited today to be with you and and joined by an absolute rock star mega agent. And let me tell you a little bit about Karen Briscoe. I'm going to do the official intro, and then she's going to tell us the true Karen. So first, she's a mother. She's a wife, an entrepreneur. She's an author of, I think, three books, maybe going on four. Maybe there's another book coming. Um, She's also the uh, principal of the Huckabee Briscoe Conroy Group mega team in uh, McLean, Virginia, uh, on the East Coast out there. And she's also a contributor uh, to Inman News and Real Trends. Um, She's still in production in her business, which I always love to hear. And she's got some great things to share with us today. So Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. And I love the idea and the concept of success ascent. And as you said many times, ascent sometimes means uh, having an opportunity to uh, try, try again. But it's really true. And I um, have been on the success journey myself. So thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So Karen, I mean, I did the intro. However, you know, I always say to people, so tell us about the true Karen. Well, I started out at dirt, actually, <laughs> out of college uh, in Texas and Dallas with the Trammell Crow Company. And we were real estate residential lot developers. So bought land, put in streets, utilities, sold lots to home builders. So I, I started out my, my career there and met my husband, we had our children and his career took us to the Washington DC metro region uh, in Northern Virginia, as you mentioned, uh, where it's, you know, we're near Amazon HQ2 and CIA and Pentagon, right across the river from uh, DC inside the Beltway. And I was the primary caregiver for about a dozen years. My husband's career required a lot of travel and I actually wanted to be home with the children. I felt very blessed. It was not my highest and best use. (laughs) And I really longed to go back to work. And so, and to make a contribution in the business world, which I feel like is myself. And so I went back in to commercial side to the Staubach company, Roger Staubach had the next telecount where I manage sales engineering warehouse offices. So I'm just gonna say, once you've seen one sales engineering and warehouse office, you've seen them all. It's actually very boring. And it was during the tech bust. Now that was in early 2000s. And when things bust, there is no money. So (laughs) we were in disposition mode and I would have had to go to work for Nextel, Stomach lost the account. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't working out for me. And somebody said, well, you have a real estate license. Why don't you do residential? Now, there's this perception on the commercial side that the people on the residential side do all the softy things, you know, very fluffy, <laughs> you know, relationships and people skills. Uh, the commercial people, they're the ones that have the market knowledge and the negotiations and Numbers strategy. and financial yeah. return on investment. 
Yeah, all those things. So it turns out I actually have a very strong affinity for both sets of skills. I in what, you know, the hard and soft side. And I met with success very rapidly. And I, I don't know if I was technically rookie of the year, but I was, you know, ranking up there pretty high. And, you know, success when people, you know, or otherwise everybody takes notice, right? Yes. And so uh, pretty shortly into my career, one of the top agents in the nation, number 10 at the time, asked me to join her team and I did. And then in 06, I became her partner, uh, Sue Huckabee. So that's the H, the Huckabee and HBC group, the Keller Williams. And uh, I knew that she was ill and other people weren't quite as aware of it, but in 08, she passed away. Oh. So that happened to be the same month that the financial markets crashed. I don't know if you remember 08. Oh, I do. I was in real estate. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So that was a really challenging time. So you talk about the success ascent. I, I had gone on a really sharp rise ascent, and then all of a sudden it just came crashing down. Now, I had a lot of muscle memory from Texas and the savings and loan crisis of the 80s and the recessions of the 90s. I uh, really was in tune. Now, the 08 crisis wasn't exactly the same, but I had enough skills yes. <laughs> uh, from those previous experiences that I set about putting in implementing. <clears throat> and so first to survive and then go on to thrive. And one of the things was in 09, uh, move the company to Keller Williams and my business partner, Lizzie Conroy joined me because uh, I one thing I discovered was I, I worked better <laughs> with a partner and that, that we set about rebuilding the business. <clears throat> well, when again, when people are successful at achieving, particularly after going through challenging situations, everybody wants to know how you do it, right? Right. So that led to a lot of speaking and coaching and training. And I had over and over again, people say, Karen, your stories, they're so memorable. They're very, uh, I, when I need them, I remember them, which is the important thing, right? I mean, yeah. what's, what's, you know, uh, training without implementation is, is just entertainment or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So I was really compelled to write a book, but I felt like I didn't have time. Okay. And I'm sure you've, <laughs> you, as long as many of the, your audiences had this uh, limiting belief that they didn't have enough time. And so I was in a coaching program. This was actually in the fall of 2015. So a little bit over five years ago is when all this started. And we were going around and sharing what was stopping us from doing what we said we wanted to do. And my idea was to write a book. And we were, I just had this light bulb go off. I mean, in fact, the people there still remember seeing the light bulb go off. That the only one stopping me was me, Pat. Interesting. Well, the amazing thing about that was for the first time I found that to be an empowering thought. Yeah. Because before I was waiting for the market to change or people to change or situations to change or circumstances yep. to change. I was like, well, I can change me and I could do something about this. So I found that to be very empowering. And that led me on what I call my creative endeavors journey, uh, which has been, you know, over the last uh, five years. And so I know we're going to talk more yeah. about that, but that's how that um, I, I got to that point. That's kind of the Karen story. Well, it's the Karen real estate story. Yeah. So then we have the Karen creative endeavors. I love that. Well, we're going to talk about that. So just to give people some perspective and what I love about this 
is that is that sometimes people put entrepreneurs in a, in a box and they go, well, you can only do that, right? You can you can only sell real estate. You can't sell real estate and write a book. And see, I love that you 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 actually got outside that box, right? Uh, Linda McKissick, who was one of our guests, she talked about the buckets. And in Linda, I've known Linda for almost twenty years. And so, you know, you've got a bucket in real estate and now you've got a bucket as a creative. And so I love that. So just to give people perspective, your team business, the group is going to do how many units, how much volume, how much GCI, just to give people perspective on the success level there. So 2020, uh, we are for the first time going to break hundred million <clears throat> and wow. Our average sales price is very high. We have a very sophisticated no, don't, don't run from that. See, I love when people do that. They go, well, our average sale price, and then people will hear it and go, well, their average sale price is $2 million. You still did the revenue. Who cares what it is? Well, I actually think it's way harder because it's a very sophisticated clientele. Absolutely. So when I tell people we have an average sales price of a million dollars, they should be going, wow, that's really hard work. Yeah, Exactly. Um, Yes, because the, the higher the price, the more sophisticated the clientele, the more challenging the transaction. Uh, so we have, uh, so we average about 100 deals a year and at about a million dollar sales price. And this year we're going to break 100 million. And so my team is made up of myself, my business partner, Lizzie Conroy. And then we have one other agent that is really strong contributing agent. We have a couple of showing assistants um, and some staff. Uh, so we're three, I'm still the rainmaker and still the mega agent. And you know, the thing about the creative endeavors, and this was part of my limiting belief that I thought that if I took away time from production, you know, lead generation and income producing activities that my business would suffer. Well, actually my business has grown and I have a lot of, you know, I've thought about that a lot. And that's a lot of the flip time love life idea is that what often happens in, in my case, I was productive. I was successful. I was, I have great life, but I knew there was more. I knew there was more that I was called to do. The more I was called to contribute, the more I was called to create. Right. And by not doing that, I was burning out. Yeah. Right. And so by starting to do that, by putting that into my life, then I had more energy because it's really energy. Yes. It's really energy, not time, that is the, the, the currency of high performance. And so that's what I, I, one of the messages I want to be sure to get to your success as a community. Well, that's, that's a great message. So, so Karen, I want to, I want to, before we jump into the, um, to the conversation around the books and the models behind the books, I just, I want to acknowledge, I mean, you know, we, we kind of, I think sometimes in real estate, you know, we look at our numbers and we go a hundred million and yeah, that's a two and a half million to $3 million grossing revenue company. And like, you know, how many companies do that? Right. I mean, it's just, I think we just have such an amazing opportunity in real estate. So I want to acknowledge it because that's just not something, I mean, you know, a million dollar average sale price or not, it doesn't matter. That's pretty cool. So congratulations to you guys. I think that's Well, just I appreciate that. And I would also say, you know, with three people really, because yeah, I mean, well, when you look at people thing, that yeah. are producing, you know, over $2 million in gross commission income, they're probably got, you know, a mini brokerage going on. Absolutely. Um, so we're, we're producing at a high level and, uh, very, very focused driven women. <laughs> so are all women? There's no guys? Yes. 
Well, my husband, he's uh, okay. Okay, he's, he's the token guy. Who I love it. I does love all it. the things that we don't want to do. The, the <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let me before we jump to the book. What what have you learned about building that business? Like, what are some of the things you've learned about building that business? Because you don't build that business by chance. I mean, that's that's really a design type of business, and and also based upon the average sale price. So, what have you learned that you could share with our listeners? Oh my gosh. Well, really, actually, you're getting right into the book. So I would say, well, let's just dive in there. So the first thing I learned is uh, the first principle of five-minute success, and that's commit to get leads. So the business- Wait a minute. Cost- stop, Karen. Stop. Would you- I need- Our listeners need to hear that again. And commit again. to get leads? Because <laughs> I think we overcomplicate this. It's leads. Yeah. When you have more leads, I mean, you have more opportunity. When you have more opportunity, you have choices. And it- it, the reason why I was very selective on the words, it's commit. So yeah. it's not, I feel like getting leads. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Get leads. I'm interested in getting leads. <laughs> yeah. So commit to get leads. And the thing is, is on that, I've, in the five minute success podcast, I've interviewed over 300 plus people and we go through all the principles and whether you're in ministry or a nonprofit or whether you're a dentist or whether you're it's any type of sales entrepreneurship. Everybody does lead generation. They just make we call it, you know, business development, prospecting, or you know, client attraction, or whatever. But everybody does it. And so when you, I when I really had that paradigm shift, right, and that mindset of, you know, this is something that, first of all, is is the key to success because. The person who makes it rain, the person who brings in business will always be the most in demand. And so you can assure your own um, employment, right, full employment right. yeah. <laughs> by committing to get leads. And I did that early on. I've, I have a father who was in the restaurant business, an entrepreneur. And so I, I guess I just intuitively knew it, but I was like, well, yeah, I got to go get, if I tell I have a lead, I have anything to do. So um, I'm very driven about that. And I see that over and over again, that that's where the success lies. Well, without it, I mean, without it, you have no business, right? Absolutely. And that's the thing that differentiates, you know, the the people who make it in sales or real estate and really real estate. I was having this conversation. I was on a, a podcast about sales training for podcasters, which podcasting is a lot more attraction marketing. Right. Um, whereas real estate is lead, you know, active lead generation. I was like, well, you know, there is a difference between fishing in a bucket, you know, where the leads are already provided to you and you just have to convert them versus what most real estate agents do. And that is actual lead generation. The best example would be new home sales. You know, the the people walk in the door, you really, you have to have some skill and knowledge and abilities. I'm not saying you don't do anything, but um, you're not out there actively uh, prospecting, lead generating. So that's the first thing that I again, figured out from the very beginning. I love that. I love that. Well, and you said it, I mean, every business, you know, a a place of worship, a nonprofit, you know, we had a a guest who was uh, running a nonprofit and and it's all about lead generation. I mean, well, it it really, let's be honest. It's not all about it. If you want to stay in business, it's about it. And if you don't want to stay in business, well, then, you know, don't worry about lead gen. Well, and that it's really become evident, right? Because, um, and, and as you said, you know, like in ministry, I mean, they call that evangelism. Different people call it different things, but it's yep. all there. So then the next component of five-minute success that I figured out pretty quickly was 
the what I call consult a cell, and that's the conversion piece. So you have a lead, you have to get them through the process and there has to be business on the other end. Uh, if you want to use the analogy of other industries, you know, the dentist cleans your teeth or takes x-rays, your uh, minister has, you know, worship or programming or something. Um, maybe in real estate, we help people buy houses and we help sellers sell houses. If you have a lot of leads and you're not converting them, then that's definitely something to focus on. I early on made a, my commitment or my um, mission to be of service and to consult. And what I find is, is that when you're meeting people's needs and you're providing value, offering value, then they quote unquote sell themselves. I really wasn't ever, um, you know, felt like I was a salesy kind of person. Right, right. And, but I am definitely a consultant type of person. I provide people a lot of, of value. So in the book, The Five Minute Success, there's a lot of strategies for how to, you know, take people from, uh, you know, being a, a lead to and actually being a, a transact, you know, being a business transaction, a client. Um, and then what often happens is people, in sales, entrepreneurs, they get stuck on this hamster wheel, right? They're only as good as their next deal. Right. Uh, they, they get real busy taking care of a client and they stop lead generating and then they wake up, they don't have anything to do. So to get off of that, I discovered that you have to really do what I call connect to build and grow. You have to put in this, the leverage, the systems, the scale right? To go beyond only as good as your next deal, because otherwise you're going to wear yourself out. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not fun then. It's right. Not fun then. Oh my gosh. It's beyond not fun. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard work. And I see that over and over again, where I know you've heard that, you know, people have the same year over and over and over again, right? They don't learn anything to build on something right. so that then they can create um, something that has, you know, more sustainable and then what I found myself and others that are successful is they, they have kind of these mindset motivation principles, what I call success, thinking, activities, and vision. Yep. And the vision is, you know, you, you know what you want in your business and life and you, you, you create that vision, either a vision board or some, you know, form and that. And then you think about how to do it. But it goes beyond just the affirmations of doing it. It's actually got the actions in there too. So success, yes. thinking, activities, and vision. Yeah. And then all that comes together to sweet spot of success. So I was writing the book when I had the idea of the book. It, it was, I wanted to have a unique way of delivering it because there's, there's lots of real estate books. There's a lot of sales books. Right. Um, and so I was like, okay, what would be, what would have impact? What would be unique? And so this idea that five minutes, right, a day uh, to focus on one of the concepts. And the five minutes came about because I invariably, when I would share people, you know, my stories or my strategies, mm -hmm. they go, well, I, I just don't have time. And they, they felt that there was- For limiting beliefs, right? Yes. I, can't, I can't do that. Yeah. The limiting belief of not enough time right. for their personal or business development. And I, I was like, well, do you have five minutes a day? And everybody said they did. And it, it turns out now that I've kind of become this time guru, uh, that it really is a, it's Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is when you limit and restrict time, 
you actually become more effective and efficient. Well, sure. Right, because you've had this experience, Pat, You the day before you go on vacation. Exactly. Whatever. First thought that came to my mind, tell the story, day before vacation. You're the most productive ever. Yes, so that, the, the thing is, is that, so it's really truly a time hack, it's a mental thing, right. right? So if you can hack it the day before vacation, you can hack it any day, right? Right. And what happens is, when you limit restrict time on things like this, it's gonna probably have more impact because what often happens with training and coaching and reading is it's a tsunami. Like you get so much information. So you don't apply any of it, right? Back to, you know, training without implementation is entertainment. So the idea is you want to apply it. So if you have to remember it first, <laughs> we have to take the time to read it. So if you only have five minutes, you do five minutes and then you take a uh, final way to apply it. And then that will become in your repertoire of success principles. And so that's how the whole five minute success came about. So it's set up like a daily reader. So, you know, motivational and right. uh, religious literature's done this for a long time. This isn't new, but it's, it's new for a business book to be in this type of format. I love it. I love it. So, so let me ask you this in, in, you know, you built a business, there's obviously been challenges along the way. Yes. So what would be like a challenge that you experienced that in your travels has been common in your conversations that you share with people and how you overcame it? So the next challenge that it presented to me, and I hear this frequently, and it's become very evident in COVID, is this, this time quandary um, where many people, and myself included, put off doing the things that are meaningful for, you know, whenever that moment in time we think we're going to do it. Like some people have, you know, retirement or kids back in school or uh, when, uh, you know, certain milestones, age milestones or whatever, that they're going to do it when. And what happened with me is, is that I, I really started feeling a sense of urgency because i I'm reaching an age. <laughs> I see there's less years probably, even though I, I believe I'm going to live a long and healthy life. Um, and so I had this opportunity to do a, a TEDx open mic talk. And again, because I've kind of become this time guru, we started talking about this idea of, well, what would it mean to flip time? And the idea of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So you probably remember this mm -hmm. back in your psychology days. Okay, so the basic foundational needs, your physical needs, and this became very evident in COVID. What was the first thing everybody was looking for at Target or the grocery store was toilet paper, right? I mean, <laughs> they're still looking for they're it. They're still looking for it. Just think how quickly we went back to the basic physical needs, yeah. right? And, yeah. and then the next one is safety security. Well. That is still very, I mean, people yeah. safety, I mean, that's what's driving the real estate market right now because safe at home, um, safe haven at home, people are like wanting to have a place where they feel secure. And right now that's home, uh, which is good for the real estate business. Yeah. Uh, but that all safety security, and then you have the esteem needs, relationship needs, and then you have self-actualization. What happens when people continuously put off meaningful work, some people call it zone of genius. That's what uh, Gay Hendricks calls it. Other people call it flow. Um, the, um, the Joseph Campbell called it bliss. Whatever it is, it's going to 
ring your bell, right? Make right. you make you feel like you're living what you were called to live for. Um, but if you keep putting that off, then uh, the other things are going to suffer, right? right? I mean, and but if you do the opposite, if you flip it and you start with self-actualization and meaningful work, then everything else becomes better because think about it, you're going to be in harmony or authentic with yourself. You're going to be better relationships. You're going to be in harmony, authentic with other people. Right. Uh, what I found is the greatest safety and security there is, is feeling, you know, good with yourself. Right. right? I mean, it all really, starts there, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, what else is there? If you're, if you're at home with yourself, you can be anywhere then. Right. Absolutely. And then that, for me, what I was sharing is counterintuitive. The more time I focus on this part of my life, the better everything is, and including my business, because my business has doubled. Um, so it's it. That's the point that I really want to get across, because I think some people look at this as like you know the fluffy woo-woo stuff. Um, but I'm coming at this from a business person. I'm going to tell you that your highest, your, you know, best investment is going to be yourself. Yeah. Well, when you say the, the fluffy, the, you know, the woo-woo, you know, many times people uh, don't buy into the fact that of the energy and of how vibration um, through the energy and how the energy they attract. And, and they'll say, well, that's just a bunch of foo-foo stuff. And it's not foo-foo. I mean, this is, this is the universe we operate in, right? So, so let me ask you this. So, so you start writing the books. What was your biggest uh, challenge in writing books other than maybe finding the time any other, you know, because there's a lot of people who come on our show who've written books. There's a lot of people who listen who want to write books. And so what challenge did you have in writing the book? Your first well, book and maybe others. Yeah, so the time hack. Um, yep. I still was busy, so yep. I had to figure out how to do that. And I was reading a book uh, by Gretchen Rubin. Uh, the first book she wrote that I read was called The Happiness Project, which was about what people said would make them happy. And then she was like, well, then why don't you do it if you know what would make you happy? And she found that people had these limiting beliefs that really were habit-based. Right. So she's like, well, then I need to write a habit book and give people good habit practices. And this one book, uh, Better Than Before, so the idea is you'll become better than you were before, had one hack. And I, I'm sure you've heard this hack before, but it's to use daylight savings time and on the fallback to get up an hour early because your body clock's already there. Well, so whatever time of year you're listening to this, you're going to go, well, I got to wait a whole year to do that. I'm like, no, you can do this anytime because yeah. think about it. You time hack your body every time you travel over any time of time zone. Absolutely. So you can decide to time hack yourself. So I'm a self-professed non-morning person, but I knew something had to change, right? So, you know, what's the definition of insanity or stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So I made a commitment to getting up an hour early and that being my focus time for writing a book. And that is a strategy of success. Many, many, many authors have told you it's time and seat. Um, you know, you can either do it by word count or time. Um, but uh, the morning routine then led to that morning routine led 
to me meeting Hal Elrod yep. the Miracle Morning. And yep. he's he's since endorsed all my books. And I've been part of his Quantum Lake Mastermind. It was one of the speakers two years ago um, at the, his uh, event. And that has changed everything, the morning routine for me. He's amazing. He's amazing. And he's got a, a movie coming out. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's Saturday. Uh, well, yeah. listening to it, it would be Saturday the 12th, I think. December of December. 12th. Yeah. So, December 12th, so I'm sure you can go back and watch it it's, it, when yeah, it's um, absolutely. available. So, so Karen, let's shift gears a little bit. I always like to ask my guests uh, before we uh, end our show, like, what's the best advice you've ever gotten that you've applied? I would say it's investing in myself. And, you know, the, the guru from Omaha, Warren Buffett, he too says that is the very best investment. And the more I apply it, the more I realize, because if you think about it, my ability to create value and opportunity, I mean, all of it comes from, you know, my ability to, to produce and contribute and create. Right. And so... I used to have this limiting belief about, you know, coaching and training and events and um, all of those type of things. And, and now I realize that the, you know, the I will rise higher or the higher I rise and higher everything else, you know, raises the lid, it raises the ceiling, Absolutely. raises the opportunity. Yeah. And, and boy, I tell you, I've read a lot of research recently about like what's going on with COVID where, you know, I interviewed uh, Jim Stovall uh, not too long ago and in the stated a statistic that the average Netflix consumption was four hours a day. Wow. And he had taught himself to read a book a day. So he was reading four books, a book an hour. So he was reading four books in the same four hours that the average person was consuming Netflix and that the research is, is in times like this, it's the people who uh, take advantage of the learning in the shift is the ones that come out on the other side of the shift with the biggest opportunity uh, return. So uh, that makes perfect sense. So let's flip that upside down. And what's yes. the worst advice you've ever been given that hopefully you didn't buy into? Well, I would say that it's the opposite. And that is all the years that I felt like I wasn't worthy of my, and, and beyond just self-care, right? because the self-care is more of the survival aspect of it. And that's important. Trust me, I, I recognize that more and more. Uh, but the idea that um, before I thought it was, it was, it was selfish, that it was taking away from time that with my family or my business or other, you know, what I thought were productive endeavors. I'm a very highly productive person. Um, and so I think back of, of that, if I have a regret, those are my regrets. So, you know, and, and I'm going to replace those regrets with action now. Right, and because right. I can't do anything about, I, I can change the, the future and I can change what I do now and I can change the story. Um, because, you know, I, I, those years were great incubating years, I guess. <laughs> they laid the foundation for the, the trajectory. Yes. So, um, as we kind of come to a close, I'm going to ask you for a final thought. Um, however, I do, you know, I want to share. So the three books that you've written is Real Estate Success in Five Minutes, Secret from Top Agents Revealed, uh, Commit to Get Leads, and then the 66-Day Challenge and, the, and Flip Time Love Life. So um, go buy those books. We'll have links inside of our podcast. 
Um, and if somebody want to get in touch with you, Karen, how would be the best way to, if they're listening to this, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yes, all those books are on Amazon and Audible. And if you want bulk quantities, be sure and reach out to me on the Five Minute Success website. And all the social media is the number Five Minute Success. And uh, you can reach me, you know, with my name. I think I'm very Googleable. I'm at like the first couple of pages of Karen Briscoe. If you have a real estate need in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro region, uh, we can help you at the HBC Group at Keller Williams. And uh, I... I have the five minute success podcast. Be sure and check that out wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'm, I'm taking a, a limited number of one-on-one coaching clients. So if love you have that. any interest in, in that, then reach out to me about that too. I love that. I love that. Well, Karen, first of all, you've been amazing today. So what would be one final thought you'd share with our entrepreneurs or, you know, who's ever listening? What would be one final thought in your success journey that you haven't shared yet today? Well, the amazing thing about the success journey of the hero and heroine's journey is that it's circular. So you come back uh, with varying gifts and then you go back out on your call to adventure or call to creativity or call to contribution. And if I can do it, you can do. So start today. I love that. I love that. Well, what great advice. Well, you know, Karen, I, I always go back and uh, obviously listen to all these episodes and I, I'm going to have three or four note pages of notes. Um, you just did an amazing job today and you contributed at such a high level. So I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, Pat, thanks for having me. And here's to your success too. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So ladies and gentlemen, as you know, uh, we'd love you to uh, subscribe to our podcast or certainly listen to it at whatever your uh, favorite podcast source is. And as I always say before I end the call, be healthy, be safe, and have an awesome day. Take care, everybody. If you've not yet subscribed, please go to your favorite podcast source and subscribe to The Success Ascent or simply go to www.thesuccessascent.com. And that's A-S-C-E-N-T dot com, thesuccessascent.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. We look forward to catching you on the next Ascent.